Hey guys, welcome to For The Kudos Q&A session five. Um, a lot of good questions coming in again, um, getting a, a lot of anonymous ones now. So I don't know what people, why they're anonymous because <laughs> none of them are like a bit kind of like, I don't know, a bit naughty or anything like that. They're just like yeah, anonymous for some reason. One minute of fame? <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Um, nah, some, some big fans that just keep pumping in the exact same questions. Um like ones about yeah. how often do we drink alcohol and stuff like that, which I don't know. Maybe one day yeah. we'll answer that. So keep asking every week. Yeah, yeah. We got to get a few better races under our belt before we can answer that. Yeah, we can't. We can't <laughs> admit to that yet. Um, all right, let's just get straight into it. So this one is anonymous. Um, don't know why, but anyway, how much kit are we going through <laughs> each week? Surely the double runs. We um, it means we are constantly washing. Do you ever double wear things? Joel's a serial so, wearing things. That nah, is yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a fucking <laughs> that is one thing I'll argue. I um yeah, absolutely not. I've got this weird thing where if it touches my skin, I have like I a perfect example in the episode we've just recorded, um, I said on that Monday run, I did a one point five K run on the Monday. You're like, you're not really sweating in that. Too bad, it's getting washed. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. No, nah, mine, that wouldn't get a wash for me. I, hope that <laughs> I know. Would. I know the smell coming out of your nah. mouth. <laughs> I'm just not a smelly person. That's why, so that's why it doesn't matter. I could, true, I could wear things three times. It wouldn't matter. But um, <laughs> Raina but nah, says the same thing. Yeah, yeah Raina. <laughs> Raina washes it. It still smells. Um, Raina's like, what? Wash? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, nah, so I yeah definitely wouldn't double wear, but um, I remember being like on training camps like Mount Laguna and you'd drive down to San Diego to do a track session, then you'd go and eat, then you go and do your grocery shopping for the week and you're getting back up the mountain at like 3.30 and then you're running out at 5.30 and then yeah. I would always be like, mm, do I shower? <laughs> do I? No, like, mm, nah, I'm just going to go with the salty the oh god, gooch! And then <laughs> I suppose I, su- <laughs> I suppose if you've if you've been in it the whole time, that's fine. Yeah. What what I well okay, it's not fine. It's still it's still definitely frowned upon. But there's there's no way I could do a run like an hour run in the morning, take those clothes off, get have a shower, and then in the afternoon put those clothes back no, on. No. Usually what like I do at Mount Laguna is like just go just like have a little one hour nap in those clothes and then just go show back out for a run. <laughs> no, I'd never do that. I would never. <laughs> once oh, I have, there are definitely some people that Yeah, but yeah. no, but once I have my running clothes on, I can't like sit on my bed or anything like that. Yeah. I find that gross. Yeah, it's it's definitely gross. But yeah, we do go through a shitload of like yeah. Like how how many I, I run a fair amount less K's than you a week, but Probably what I'd if we're both washing our clothes after every run, I'm, I'm only doing probably three runs less than you. Like, I double twice a week, you double five times a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's not I that much different, it's not that much different. And I'm doing, yeah, luckily, not quite getting the same bang for the buck. Yeah, luckily, I've got a fair bit of running clothes, so I don't have to do yeah. washing that often. But yeah, socks is a thing that I'm always getting low on, I'm always running out of socks. So I just re-wear that. <laughs> nah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh. I keep making these jokes like I'm gross. I know. I promise and I'm not. Uh, you, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I wouldn't be making those jokes at all. Like, you don't want anyone to think that. Oh, God. All right. All right. Um, my one. I've, uh, Kobe Walker. Funniest, worst thing someone... Funniest slash worst thing someone has said on a start line. Um, what do so you reckon? M- yeah, my one isn't from a race. It's from the start of quarters up at Falls Creek. So, that's pretty much a race. Um, but <laughs> we, I was... This is when I was pretty young too. Like, it would have been, I don't know, one of my first years kind of like in Melbourne Track Club and I'm about to start a session and then Collis comes up to me and grabs like the side of my stomach, like kind of grabs a bit of like fat or skin and then just goes, oh, okay. <laughs> and then just walks away. And I'm just like, I don't know, I'm like 19 years old. I'm just like, what? oh my God, what? what's going on? Am I fat here? <laughs> and like, obviously I'm not fat. And then it just Collis absolutely is just threw to, my Collis head out. just trying to get yeah. it. Getting your head. Joke, yeah. yeah. Made a good job. Good mental training. Through me. Through me, definitely. So, what about you? <laughs> another, well, another funny thing up at Falls Creek, something that people, someone says at the start line, and it's one of those jokes. I did say he's got the weirdest sense of humor last week on the podcast or on the Q&A episode, but Grego asking anyone for monofart yeah, at yeah. the beginning of every every quarter session. It's like there's a group of like 100 people and Grego's standing at the front. He just goes, anyone got monofart And it makes me laugh. Every single time. He says that week in, week out for years and it makes me laugh every time. Um, I couldn't think of anything for on the start line other than something I said, which is um, when I said to <laughs> I said to Nick Earl at the start of, of uh, Run the Bridge last year, I'm going to beat you by over a minute. <laughs> I was just trying to get in his head. He said something sort of smart ass to me and I was like, Nick, I'm going to beat you by over a minute today. And it was like 30 seconds before the start line and <laughs> yeah. I did. So, <laughs> <laughs> Did you beat him by a minute? Yeah, over. Yeah good. yeah, good. Then it's not funny, yeah. it's just true. It's just a fact. Exa- exactly. <laughs> um, this is from Big Jov. Have you ever run further than 42.2 kilometers? Jov, have you ever run 42.2 kilometers is the first question. <laughs> Two-part question for me. Uh, no. <laughs> um, my f- my, the furthest law run I've done is like 38 in a, when I was training up for I think it was either yeah London Marathon a couple of years ago, yeah. So, um, which I didn't I, get to the start line. Yeah, I've gone over forty two a couple of times. Um, my longest, I think, is about forty five. It was a three hour run that was one yeah. of the. It was like a terrible day as well. Like just pouring rain, and that was like that felt long. I remember just like mentally, that was the hardest one of the hardest runs I've ever done because I think like getting to ninety yeah. minutes and. Like once you get to nine minutes in a two and a half hour run, you can like also you're solo. Oh, solo as well. But like in a two and a half hour run, you get to ninety minutes. You're like, all right, fifty something minutes to go, and it just kind of works down. But you get to ninety minutes, you're like, all right, ninety minutes to go. Like that's a long run. So cooked. Um, Yeah, yeah. I was just by myself, but yeah, I've done other runs where I've like sessions that have been all up over forty two k, like forty two, forty three, forty four k. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I was speaking to Charlotte Purdue and she does like two and a half hour runs, which is probably 38K for her. So she doesn't, she wouldn't run the marathon distance um, before a marathon. M- maybe but yeah. in a real big session, she maybe once um, might get around yeah. around the marathon session. But yeah, it's not necessary all yeah, the time. That's what I was saying. I was sort of um, have thinking... I get people at the wine store I work at that when they're talking 
to me and I like they're like, Oh, have you done a marathon before? If they're interested in running and I'm like, um, oh, no, I haven't, you know, but I'm tr- I would like to train up for one and, and do one. And they're like, oh, have you, would you be able to do the distance? And it's like, you have to try and explain to them. It's like, well, we're training to like do the distance at a race pace. It's like, yeah, exactly. I'm sure I could, you know, I could go and do, yeah. It, w- I w- it would really be interesting to test ourselves like how long we could run for. Imagine like you could just, you were, yeah, you were just free. You just knew that you were going to be free of, any injury, like your body was going to get reset at midnight that night and you could just go Do it, yeah. and see and how test, long you can, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Do you reckon like, you get over 100K? Well, it all depends, I guess, on what pace you're doing at. But I, I don't, don't think, it, well, at some point, at some point it doesn't matter if you're at like six or seven minute pace. Eventually, the you, your then, legs are going to fall then, off. Yeah, I reckon I could run 100K. But so a guy that I used to run with, a guy named Marty Dent, who's run 212 for a marathon like went to the Olympics in 2012, he um, tried to break the Australian 100K record and yeah. only made it 80K. Yeah. But, so he, I don't think he quite did the training for it and he stuffed up by running way too quick the first K. Like he ran like he was yeah, supposed to... Yeah, what did he run it? So he was supposed to average like 355s or whatever it is and he, aver- he ran yeah. 317 first K. And it's just like so ridiculous. You're just using the, that's like, coming back to get you. Yeah, and like it, yeah, and it might, you, can, you don't know what you don't know when it will, but it will. Like maybe K number sixty eight. Yeah, coming that's back what to get what you. it was. And he he got to about yeah sixty five K, and then he just like started cramping and walking and just like couldn't do it. Yeah. Like like he was a good runner, but yeah. So but I feel like he, he was trying to run like three fifty fives, which is pretty yeah. quick. But I reckon if you're trying to run like five minute Ks or five thirties, surely. I don't yeah, know. You could, you could get but it. There, there yeah. might be some long ultra runners listening to this and going, you guys are full. Yeah, just now. going, you got no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's I, I actually um, don't have any idea how my body would react to that. Yeah, that's the thing. I've got yeah. no idea. Um, I'll probably get a sore knee after 3K. Yeah, <laughs> right now. <laughs> you got no chance. <laughs> yeah. Is this right now or in peak form? Um, Tim Hogno runs asks if you change sponsors, what happens to the gear you have got under that brand? Um, yeah, I usually try to. I usually go down to training with all my old stuff and just kind of open my car up and to all the the younger guys and just say here, take whatever you want. Um, which I think <laughs> you all got the, me coming yeah, up yeah. on my on my knees, trying to <laughs> on my knees in a baseball cap, trying to pretend I'm like a little kid. <laughs> There's all these like please sir. twelve year old kids coming up and then Joel pushing yeah. out of the way, going up, fuck that, that's my jacket. Um, yeah. And then so I try to do this with my shoes, like at least give them to someone or to like to Vinny's or there's also another a girl that was working for a charity. Um I wish I could remember what it was called, but she would take all my running shoes yeah. and, and do some. My yeah. mum used to send them over to um, Sol- – she works for the Australian Federal Police. She used to take, send them to Solomon Islands as well. So yeah, wow. I try to do good with them, but like yeah. even, even just my worn-out shoes because someone can wear them and they're just kind of That's a waste. The, well, they're, they're worn out for – Worn out for me. Yeah, they're worn out for us. Yeah. 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 I would always – I always wash – I wash them and give all my shoes to the – to the Selvos um, or yeah, op shop. Um, I find it funny that a lot of the, you know, all the professional runners uh, that are on contracts um, give, yeah, as do what you said, give their gear to uh, 
to sort of younger up and coming athletes and stuff. And then I'm on the Facebook group triathlon marketplace and I always see like <laughs> pro triathletes trying to sell their, <laughs> sell their gear. And I'm, and I'd be lying if I said I might have <laughs> done that in the past when I was selling old sponsored gear, but it was like, yeah, I don't know. It depends you, what it is. Also, it's different. Like you're not going to just give, you know, expensive bike wheels and stuff like that. And you were going, yeah, cycling kit, um, 150 bucks, um, 170 if you want it signed by me. <laughs> be, and it'd be worth less if I signed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get it, you get a $50 discount for me to sign it. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, who, who do we get here? C. Dean, 33. How much sleep do you guys try to get and how important do you think sleep is to performance? Uh, very. Uh, very. Sleep, sleep's, yeah, very, very important. How um, much sleep do you get at the moment? So I, when I'm in, to be honest, at the moment, I'm actually not, like I'm still trying to get eight hours every night. I just haven't been able to fall asleep. I think from the stress um, of this knee injury, I just like, it's on my mind all the time. You know what it's like when you're injured. Um, And so I'm trying to, you know, I've got that calm app and, you know, try and do some meditation and stuff like that to relax me. Um, But I'm still, yeah, I feel like if I don't get eight hours at night, it's a fail. Um, I always try, it's minimum eight hours for me. And then when I, when I'm in big training, it's sort of eight hours at night, one hour in the day. Yeah. That's, that's generally what I tend to do. So it's like nine hours total. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely getting night one. Yeah. I'm definitely getting over eight hours most nights. Um, at the moment being, cause I've been a bit jet lagged or was jet lagged. I've just stayed on this schedule where I'm going to bed at like nine thirty ten, and then sleeping yeah. through till seven. So like getting nine hours, um, Nine and a half hours sleep, mm. which has been pretty good. It's ten o'clock there now, right? We've got to yeah, so tonight, wrap, tonight. wrap this up. <laughs> this is going to ruin it, but but I'm because I'm going to Portland in a few days. I need to. I'll get good sleep again there. But um, yeah. Uh, uh, another thing is like I guess it's not just about hours though, because like I remember we would ask Gregor this, like he would would be like, "How'd you sleep, Gregor?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, good, eight hours." And like that was his answer. But it's just like, <laughs> like what about the quality of your sleep? Like if you're waking yeah, up all definitely. the time, if you're if you wake yeah, he's up, like eight like hours. Gregor's just a numbers hour. man. Yeah, exactly. Gregor's a numbers <laughs> man, and like, yeah, he he was in bed for eight and a half hours, slept eight of those hours, but woke up every hour for five minutes. It's like, is that good sleep? Yeah. Who knows? Like, um, yeah, yeah. Definitely so I quality guess of sleep is quality is really of sleep important. as well is is an important thing. Which, yeah, I feel like I sleep pretty well, and I think when you don't sleep well, it's, you can notice a difference. Uh, so this is, I don't know if Sinead's actually talked about this, but she had heaps of trouble sleeping before Nagoya. Um, pretty really? much for three three days before didn't sleep. And eight, really? And that affected her performance. Okay. Um, yeah. So okay, I hope she's okay me would. speaking about that. But <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll ask permission. And if not, there'll just be 30 seconds silence. At the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, f- wow, that's crazy. You, I feel like you can have in the in the lead up to. We don't want to scare anyone away. In the lead up to like a race, you can sort of obviously with nerves and stuff have like one really bad night's sleep. But if it's three nights in a row, you can't. Yeah, so I think you can't find what, that. Yeah, what you should need to try to do is like in the week of a race, try to get good sleep early in the week, and then yeah. if the night or two before you're getting bad sleep. It's like at least you've got a good bank of sleep. Like, yeah, it's not ideal, but yeah. you've got a good bank. But if, you, if you're if you just like on your normal schedule of like going to bed at midnight, getting up at seven, 
And then yeah. you're like, all right, not before the race, let's have an early night and you're just lying there staring at the roof and you're already yeah. behind on your sleep schedule. So it's like, it's not, yeah. So I would just try to bank yeah, sleep definitely. early. Definitely. I would say also with, you know, we talk about that. We get a lot of people asking us like, how do I be a better runner and all this? And it's like pretty much the same thing what our coaches say to us is it's consistency. It's just about yeah. like years and years of training and like months and months and months of training or back, backing it up, backing it up. And that comes from you never, you're never focusing on the particular sessions that you're doing. It's recovery from session to session, which allows you to bank the weeks. And that one of the main ways that you recover from session to session or like run to run is sleep. Yeah, exactly. You know, eating well and sleep. It's like the two, the two biggest things. Um, yeah. So we, uh, Adam Blowers has asked me, after the 5,000 meter in Adelaide, how close do you reckon you can get to Brett's PB in 2023? Jeez, what's your PB? 13, 13? 15. 13, 15? Yeah. Oh, well, that changes <laughs> everything then. <laughs> um, what are, and I ran 13, 38. I think in 2023, I can run in the 13, 20s. So that would be, yeah. Also I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'd go under 13.25. I think I'd I think I'd probably be in between 13.25 and 13.30. I think that's that's where where I would so yeah, I'd still be like 10 to 15 seconds behind him. Yeah. But we'll see. So Stay maybe, tuned for 2023. Like PB as well. Oh, you're kidding yourself, mate. You peaked <laughs> you peaked in the 5k years ago. <laughs> peaked in everything, I think. I'm on the downhill slope. <laughs> You and me both. <laughs> problem, problem is I've never peaked. <laughs> um, and then from Christopher Rasad, um, who is easier to train? Talented slash experienced runners, i.e. sub three-hour marathon runners or beginners slash, slash social runners? What do you um, reckon, Joel? Yeah, I would, I would definitely – look, I think it just comes down from – whoever listens. So I've got, yeah, I have um, talented runners that listen a lot and they get results. And then I have beginners that listen a lot and they get results. Um, I don't think it, I think it comes down, comes down to personality um, Mm. rather than, yeah, rather than how fast they are. You know, some some people just think they know you've got beginners that think they know what they're they're doing and they don't. Um, And you have, you know, talented runners that think they know what they're doing and they don't. It's funny, Collis, I'm sure if Collis and Nick listen to this, they're going to be like, Joel, you think you know what you're doing, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's no, all relative. I agree. Like there's plenty of people out there that just will kind of be like, oh, yeah, I was feeling good so I pushed this long run. And then yeah. a few days later they're having to take easy days because they're tired. And it's just like yeah. if you kind of just listened you would have this consistency. Yeah. It's like, again, the same yeah. thing we're talking about. It's consistency. So it, I don't think it matters. Um, if you like, I guess if you, if you do already have a running background and like a good training, like a routine um, that can, and there's like things that might be missing in the training, then that, that can be easy to improve as well. But also beginners yeah. that are coming from a low base can improve as well if they listen. So, that's yeah. the thing. Just listen. I would say at least the biggest advice is listen to your coach. If you don't have a coach and you're a beginner, then you should have a coach because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and I would say 
trust your coaches. Yeah, trust your coaches a bit. The, the worst is when you've if you've, people get. Um, I know this happens in triathlon a lot. They, you know, you get advice from like, you know, your swim coach and your cycling coach and, your mate, and there's all sort of mixes up and it's like, there's nothing worse than that. Where if you get the, it's like, what is it? Too many chefs spoil the broth sort of thing. Just listen to just, you know, the advice from your, your coach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Um, closing out, we have had plenty of questions asking us where our favorite places to train or favorite places to run are. Um, so yeah, not one particular person's asked this. We've had it. I've had it um, asked plenty. Yeah. I would say, yeah, for me, um, I it, overseas uh, Vic, Victoria, British Columbia, was insane running. Um, is it? This is when I. That's in Canada. That? Canada, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, British, British Columbia. So it's yeah, it's Vic, Victoria is like an island. Uh, it's not that far from Vancouver. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's so so beautiful, like just the most picturesque running. It's like feels like you're running in like a Disney movie sort of thing. Mm. We um, I remember me and Marcel Walkington, a tri- triathlete I was in the VIS with. We there's there's this snow capped, beautiful snow capped mountains that looked like they were genuinely on a on a movie, and we thought they were just in the distance, and we're like we're gonna ride out to them one day um they, they look so beautiful let's go right out we rode out and we just kept following them following them and then we just hit water and we realized that was america oh, was really? like across the across the water yeah like it wasn't part of our island it was like in a total different <laughs> different place i um, remember going so, being in uh vancouver before world juniors like this is oh, gone back yeah. about 12 years ago but um me and kev bat were running and we got told that the forest we we're running in was where um twilight was filmed and, um, oh, really? Yes. Well, I don't know if it was true, but we just believed it and just <laughs> thought we're in this like imagination world of vampires and stuff on the runs. And like, there was, yeah, it was some of the nicest forests. Um, <laughs> but that actually doesn't make my, my top few. My, my, probably Mammoth Lakes, which is up from San Francisco in the mountains, um, is yeah. probably some of the nicest. Like running, I've done so it's really high. It's like two thousand four hundred meters. Um, so Ooh. I was just cooked all the time. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's why you're actually hallucinating the whole time because you're cooked. It's actually yeah, exactly. not even nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like 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 snow capped mountains and just nice forest and bears yeah. and stuff. So it was nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd probably I'd have to add Girona um, in Spain to my list as well. Yeah. You know, but I'm also coming from, uh, this is, these are places I would train cycling as yeah. well. So I've, I have that in my mind, but running still the running in both, um, Victoria and in Girona were insane. What about, uh, Australia for you? Uh, probably, I don't know. Like Falls Creek is really good. Um, Falls Creek, yeah, really good running. But I, I love running in Melbourne as well. Where 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 we yeah. live in Richmond is like being a K away from the city and then having yeah. the running we do is like pretty special. Yeah. That's the that's the biggest thing with Melbourne is that yeah, we have you've got you've got the Dandenongs, like and mm. you know, beautiful rainforest. Um what, forty forty five minute drive from the city. Then you've got the more 
you know, Yarra Flats is more that Australian bush going into like Warrandyte. Like I love running out there. Yeah. That's one of my favorite runs, to be honest. The the Yarra Flats like park at Eaglemont and go like to an hour out, an hour back. Yeah. Um, on that trail and just get as far out to Warrandyte as you can. That would even be a nicer run if it was two and a half hours because you get further out into yeah. Yeah, I've into done that. I've gone park like a long way. But even parking out at um Warrandyte and doing the rail trail is like in Warburton, you mean? Warburton, yeah. sorry, yeah. Warburton. His arm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Like, that's so nice, yeah. Yeah. And then we have, yeah, that feels like you're in bloody Lord of the Rings running out there. Yeah. And then, yeah, you, Danny Nongs. Look, I, I would say probably in Australia, one of the most beautiful runs you can do is like Fernie Creek on a sunny day yeah. when it's like the sun's like shining through the rainforest and all that. But the only problem is you have to put up with the insane hills. So it's like yeah. really, you, on one hand, you're really enjoying the scenery and on the other hand, you, you <laughs> also you have to be you watching where you're stepping. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, it sucks in the winter as well though when it's just muddy so muddy yeah but we are we're spoiled for choice in, in Melbourne I think it's one of the best mm. best it's definitely got to be one of the best cities to run in in the world yeah plus you got the bay you got the Yu Yangs like yeah true. you got heaps you got the whole um, what's the big loop city loop so, uh, capital city capital trail. city like that's pretty, yeah, 30 pretty good bike path. Yeah. Loop of Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, absolutely spoiled for, for choice. Yeah. So for all yeah. those listeners that live interstate or internationally, just move to Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Sydney sucks. Queensland <laughs> <laughs> sucks. Oh, Sydney's running sucks. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. That's uh, the end of our fifth episode. Thank you. Um, we'll be back next week. Cheers. Thanks, guys. See ya.